GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. We did everything right, now I'm on the outside. Okay, it's a super zen episode 53 of Please Advise. Do you guys want to know why it's so zen? Why? Because, well, one, I'm a little stoned. But two, I am uh, now obsessed with crystals. How did that happen? Okay. (laughs) So I went to a B-Day party the other night and I needed to get a present. And I know this person's into spiritual stuff. And I'm into spiritual stuff. So I went to the House of Intuish where I did – a spiritual candle cleanse after a very recent um, difficult time I had. And so I had like eight different candles and I had to burn each one for like four days. And the really shitty part was that I had to get fresh flowers all the time because you have to leave fresh flowers in a cup as an offering. Um, And it does help if you put crystals around. I have a crystal in my bra right now. I'm jumping ahead. So anyway, I had never really been into crystals, but I went to the House of Intuish and I was looking specifically for like this bath bomb that was like has lots of ions in it, whatever. Like fucking like getting – you just get super chill. I did it, the Purify. It just was really great. I think you can go online. Everyone should just go online, go to House of Intuish and give them all your money. So – All of your money. All of your money. (laughs) Um, So I couldn't find the bath bombs and I was just like, you know what? I'm really drawn to the crystals. I think I'm just going to get a bunch of crystals. And so I wound up spending like so much time. And you know what? So much money on crystals. But it didn't feel like a waste of money because it felt like it was going to something great. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And not in a way that's like, I you buy be- crystals too. I do buy crystals too. Just f- full disclosure for people Do you listening. put them in those double Ds? <laughs> Come on. Tell me. <laughs> no, I've never done that. You don't put them in your double Ds? No, but maybe I should. Wait, do you want – can we just tell everyone what you did last night? Well, Molly's fantasy You of took those double Ds out to the balcony with your bowl of puffins – and you shook them over the 101 and got your life. <laughs> Can you be honest? <laughs> that's exactly what you did. We talked about it off air. You were, you said that's what you did. Um, that was <laughs> I was just playing along with your fantasy version of me, who is constantly topless. Why is your? Well, I think honestly, your fantasy is to hear me talk about you being topless because you pull this out of me all the time. I think I understand what's going on here. I'm just a ball of clay to you. That's fine. So anyway, 
I, uh, this is what my crystals are for, really, is this shit right here. That's why I was able to figure it out, my crystals. So the, I went and wound up buying crystals for myself. I bought a bracelet for Ed. I bought a bracelet for my other friend. And then I bought- Not like, me. Sh- no, not you. Sorry. I bought a shit ton of crystals. Girl, I buy you things. Don't act like I don't keep you flush. Like, as if. Um, I treat you right. So, um, yeah. And then, like, I went into the car with my new crystals- And I felt dizzy as hell. Like the car wasn't even moving. And I was having, like, I thought it was rolling. And I I was having full-blown crystal vertigo. That's what Ed said it was. He's like, you're having crystal vertigo. And I was like, I am because I really think my energy is changing. And I tried putting it on my crazy-ass dog. I put all these crystals on my dog, and he was chill as hell. He was. I saw him yesterday. He was super chill. Yeah, it's because this is just, like, gets rid of all sorts of negativity. It's really, really good. I just don't want any of that in my life. And then I got a really great reading that was so spot on. The guy told me that I was living in a storm and that now my life is going to be all about luck and blessings. And I said, how do you know I didn't already go through the storm? And he said, because you're already in it. And I was like, fuck, because he's true. Like, he's true. Like, I was in it, you know? So then when I was leaving, he gave me – he went over to, like, a special place and he pulled this one crystal. I have no idea what it is anymore. But he said this – he's like, I want you to put this in your bra. He's like, this is my gift to you. I want you to have it. And he's like, this is really good for, like, um, wiping away your emotional shit. What if there's like a tiny camera? He in said the so much more elegant. I know. What if he's just like my, no? He was amazing. Like he was um, uh, definitely gay. Uh, chocolate in color. He had a ponytail, a uh, little tight ponytail, and um, a gold ass necklace. And uh, it was just he was great. He had uh, feathers on. It was just he was wonderful. Anyway, you guys, um, we have a really awesome guest today. I'm, like, kind of a huge fan of her. Um, I kind of stalked my way into your life, I think, a little bit. A little bit you did. A little bit, yeah. This is me. You guys, it's Allison Rosen. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. The thing is, you did DM me with some very um, passionate direct messages, but when I read them, I already knew who you was. Who you was. Uh, who <laughs> I knew I was. who you was. I knew who you were, but, and I was already following you. So I don't know if I'd say you stalked your way into my life. It was more like I was a fan of yours, and then it turned out you had been listening to my podcast and had become a fan of me, that and now so you've been on my podcast twice. Can we go back to the crystals for just one second? Yeah. Are crystals experiencing a resurgence? Because just the other day, Greg who is someone oh. on my podcast whom I know that you like. Oh, yeah. No, he's the love of my life. He referred... I couldn't commit to the bit on your podcast, but here I'm queen. So I will say that I'm in love with Greg Heller. No, I'm not. I really thought he was a gross old man, and I'm really disappointed he's like... To find out he's an attractive, yeah, not old man. Yeah, I was disappointed. Man. I really thought he was like... He sounds like he would look like Harvey Firestein. and crazy. Yeah. And like I was really bummed. Bruce Valanche. But instead, mm-hmm. he's like young and looks like a surfer, but sounds like an old, unattractive, fat man. Anyway, though, he I'm made a reference. I'm eating a clementine. I'm terrible. What am I doing? He made a <laughs> reference to crystals. And I admitted that I wore a lot of crystals in high school, which was in the 1800s. And I feel like I'm hearing about crystals all over the place. Are they having a resurgence? Or is it just that I was unaware of them and now I'm becoming aware? 
Um, no, actually, crystals are having a resurgence. And I think the New York Times recently did a piece about how tarot cards are basically like therapy now where like girls are eight, girls are eight, just a couple gals, you know, um, no, like girls in their 20s and 30s are bringing tarot cards to parties. And like, it's more of a social thing now because gotcha. it is. I mean, honestly, I will tell you, I think they're speaking directly about us because of the angel cards. I will just say, I do think I'm a Times influencer. I don't know if that's a real title, but I feel I should have it. And I want my profile piece. Yeah, there would be. A, you would live in San Francisco if, if they did that, though. That's where the Times influencers live. I suspect Spencer Pratt is into crystals. That's what I remember. He and uh, what's her face? Heidi. Ding, ding, ding. You're yeah. absolutely right. That was his thing at the end of season six. And he really got truly psychotic. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm talking about some. He had some like crazy, like you could tell he spent a thousand dollars for that crazy ass crystal. Right. Sort of crystal. And I don't think the crystals are what caused his break. No. It was pure prep. No, the crystals were like a, uh, they were just a prop. They were just it could accessories. could have been anything. anything. Exactly. Yeah. No. And um, the, my, Greg is kind of like, your Todd Green Greenwald, who's my guy that we're out pitching a show right now. Okay, yes. okay, and he was on last week, and he's a grown ass man who wears crystals. He just I told knew me he's I just not heard gonna... about crystals. It was on this show. That's right. I was just listening to the part where you guys were talking about crystals. I oh, see I don't theme. think so. Really? I think you guys mentioned crystals. I, he told me recently. To he admitted to me. He said his necklace broke in the shower or something, and that he. Um, <laughs> He was like, you know what? I felt like he was actually giving me bad vibes. Really? And I was like, damn. He's like, I'm not going to get them anymore. But he wore them every day for like five years. Maybe he needs to just cleanse his aura. Yeah, probably. Or something. So wait, what's this show that you guys are pitching? Do you talk about it? No. Okay, then never Soup's mind. Soup's private. <laughs> it's Soup's private. But I will right. tell you, we're going to take over um, media. So that Greg and I are taking over. We can oh, have a double oh. a double takeover. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, you guys can take it over no, more if I you want. No, I have to be honest. There'd be, um, if I have to do a double takeover with anyone, I'd be really happy for oh, it to be you. So that'd be very excited. That would un- be really great. Uh, can you even say this? We're in the unscripted space. Oh, we're and in that's the... in heavy air quotes. We're in the um, super scripted space. Yeah. Perfect, so it's then. not the same space. That's perfect because then we can like, dominate two different <laughs> wings of media. Absolutely. Christina, totally. what are you going to dominate? You're going to be, be the queen getting... of all um, what, uh... super short mics that you have to hunch over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, Allison has a whole setup, but this isn't fair. Okay, so let's explain <laughs> you. Okay. You've been... Okay, so I found you through your podcast, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. And then I really, uh, Stephen Myers, who was actually our guest two episodes ago, um, he told me about you because he's a Corolla stan. And he was like, I, you know, I got into this girl through listening to that. And she's like, actually really cool. And you like her. And like, she was fired in this really bogus way. And like, her episode after that happened was like, really good. And you should listen to it. And so I, I got into it. And, um, now I'm like super addicted. I never miss it. Thank you so much. That I haven't so listened happy. to last week's. I was actually, I'm saving it. The, okay. Um, the Thursday one. Right. Yeah. I think you'll like it. There's been a lot of, a lot of uh, good response to that particular episode. Jenna's back. A lot of funny stuff. It's like the old gang. So you have a like group of friends that does the Thursday yes. show with you. Yes. My show comes out twice a week. Monday is a one-on-one with a celebrity. Mm-hmm. That's like what yours was. Yes. And then third that's your first episode was like that. And then Thursday there's a group of us that do the show and it's more of like a faster moving kind of panel show and we all talk about our lives and you were also a guest. 
I was, I was, I weaseled my way into that because I wanted to talk about my love for Greg, but I couldn't commit. And in fact, I was just, I couldn't handle it. Well, the funny thing is that you got there and you're like, I don't know if I can commit to this bit. And I was thinking, I wasn't even aware this was a bit. I think this is just, you're afraid to tell him how you feel. <laughs> right? I know. Well, the bit being that I have no qualms about being like, yeah, I'm in love with you. Like, that's crazy. And also, you know. It was actually really, really interesting. And this was the feedback I got from a lot of people to have both you and Greg on the show because you're kind of similar in this, like, you'll ballsy, say whatever kind of way. Because some of the people on the show are, are more, um, they're, you know, they're plight and they hold back. Whereas yeah, no, totally. everyone loves Greg on the show because he's just, he'll say anything. Yeah. Um, and I love that about him too. And then you're kind of like the female version of that. But then when it, when it came to the issue of curb sneaking, which he hates when people sneak up past him in the right lane and try right. to go ahead and he'll like try to, I, I forget what he said he'll do. He'll terrorize them on the he road, essentially. Like he, won't, he blocks them so that they can't move for, and he said that he will do it for up to five miles past his own home. Psycho drivers freak me out. That's not my that's not my favorite kind of. And psycho I told him I psychosis. said I yeah. would call the fucking cops because I have to be honest. I would maybe do something like a curb snake, but not a realize that that's what I was doing, or b I'd be like in a really tough spot, and I'd be like, I'm sorry, like I this turn, is just, I has, I need to go to that way, right? And there have been times where that's happened, and I and also I'm generally afraid of driving. Yeah, like. I, do, I think that the responsibility of a vehicle is a big thing. It is. And I think that people were too willy-nilly about cars. I'm like, you're giving everyone that can just do this once in front of another person have a vehicle that could kill any number of human beings at any given time. Well, cars don't hit people. Yeah. But... Like, why give those people I agree. cars? I know. You, it's it's you a huge weapon. I, I just think, I think there should be, you should have to come in consistently to the DMV and take the test. That like sounds maybe awful, but perhaps I agree. Once every day for a week. And I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> for a whole week. What if they're 16? What the fuck else are they going to do? They have no lives. Um, I guess it's school probably is their lives. But um, yeah, so that's just my thought on that. How frequently do you... Or do you ever check your phone while you're driving? Because that is something that I know I shouldn't do. And I feel t I feel like I shouldn't even be admitting it. Although I've admitted it before on air and people have gotten on me. As they rightly should. But whenever I... Like, I know that it's a terrible thing. In fact, today I was looking down for a second. And thank God I looked up in time. Yeah. Because the cars were stopping. And I felt like an ass. <sighs> All right. So... I always I used to do it to the point that I was like reckless. Like back when phones had that like if you wanted to send a text, you had to hit each letter three times. <laughs> um, so I or each number. So I um, I used to be pretty bad about it back in the day, and I did get into a couple accidents. Not like texting and driving accidents. Just like I I would have been paying better attention if I didn't have like all sorts of things going on in the car at one right. time. So. Um, that's that. And it also really just distracts my general line of thought. Like, I'm, like, in my head about my text, so I'm not thinking about that. Um, but then I got really good about it, and I started to just put my phone, like, in the trunk when I drive so that I wouldn't even be tempted to look at it. Yeah. Um, but I use the GPS on my phone a lot, so there's that. And lately, I've been in the car a ton, so I've just been – 
I've been using it. And or at least like maybe not I don't always text back, but if I hear it, sometimes I'll tell Siri to read me my texts because if I just can't wait, like if I start to get five I have a anxiety disorder about my phone. And that's why I, why it needs to go in the trunk. Because if I hear a text message sound. You have to check it. Like, I really would, like, pull over on the freeway. Like, at certain times in my life, I've definitely been that nervous of a person that mm. I would, like, pull over to take a text. Well, at least you're pulling over. Yeah, but that's also really dramatic and stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, like, super time-consuming and, like, that's, like, surrendering to a life of hell. Right. You know? It's kind of OCD. No, it completely is. But yeah. I completely relate to it too. But I have like lazy man's OCD. Do you have do you have any OCD tendencies? Um only mentally in that I will ruminate on things. I can become sort of obsessive with my thoughts, but in terms of like being obsessively neat, no. <laughs> no <laughs> Not at all. And actually you do do that and it's you because you are very good about talking out your thought process out loud. It's something you do a lot on the show. And thank you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, she thinks as crazy as I think. I do. Where I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm actually really trying to figure out why that's interesting to me. Uh, and I think that's I, I, that's one of the reasons I enjoy you. Thank you so much. Christina, Christina can I go back to something earlier? I just want to say, <laughs> I feel, I feel like, Maybe I insulted you by making the hunch over the microphone comment. And it was just that I was looking because we both can just sit up and speak into our microphones that are on stands, whereas yours is lower. And so I just my heart went out to you because I thought that looks a little uncomfortable. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, I was still setting up the formatting of the show. So but okay, also it's then. my fault because I've been recording like this for 50 episodes and I've never thought to put books underneath for it for, my, oh, yeah. for myself. That would so, be a good idea. I've um, done it for other guests who have used this microphone, but I never do it for me because I like to put myself through. I like Catholic. To, I like it's to okay. torture myself. It's okay, honey. It's so, okay. Yeah, I'm Catholic. Catholic. Um, but I do appreciate the on-air apology. That was very classy. It was, thank you. It was just sitting there weighing. That's a little, that's kind of OCD-esque. Girl, you're maybe. a class act. Oh, Love thank it. thank you. With a K. Um, will you please tell me three reasons why you're qualified to give advice to us? Okay, well, I actually have four. Okay. Hey, I have four. Love it. Number one, and I don't like to broadcast this, even though I will. Mm-hmm. I'm 40. Okay. So, like, I've lived a lot. I've made it to 40. You'd hope some wisdom is Honestly, in there. Would you ever guess she's 40? Never. Thank Not you so it, much. Because thank actually, you, thank first you, of you. all, I, I really like, aspire 34? to be 40. Oh, so, and thanks. no way do I think that's like, oh, that's old. I'm like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, I want to be 40. Um, so bad. Um, but yeah, continue. I have very mixed feelings about it. Like, I think I'm okay in that I'm talking about it, but at the same time, I it, I think to myself, maybe I should, well, you know what, though, it's out there. If I were going to be one of those people who hid my age, I should have done that a long time ago, because I think it even says it on my Wikipedia. Most of our best, like, advice-giving guests have been over 35. Oh, perfect. All right. Okay. Um. Also, my podcast has over 18 million downloads. Jesus. So I must be doing something right. I'm 40, and I have a bunch of downloads. Also, I've seen every episode of Facts of Life, probably every episode of Family Ties, and a lot of growing pains. And I think there was a lot of wisdom in those old shows. I don't know the age of your listenership. Maybe they haven't even heard of them. No. I I saw most of my so-called life as well. Okay. And lastly, 
I don't think I slept at all last night because my husband snores and I'm a very light sleeper and I have insomnia. So I feel like, you know, when you've been partying all night and the next day you just feel like a hollow shell of yourself, but you keep having all these great memories of what you did the night before. That's how I feel, but without the good memories. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm going on fumes. And all of that is to say, like, I have no filter right now. So great advice. Hopefully we'll come or something will come out of me. Okay, well, that's perfect that you have no filter because I'm going to hit you back with three questions. Okay. What's the rudest thing you ever said to someone? Oh, oh, that's good. Um, It happened five minutes ago. I think you have my disease. I think you have my disease, uh, which is like, I just say things that I'm like, I don't know if that was really horrible because to me, that's feedback that's interesting. Uh, well, I know in... <laughs> In college, I saw a friend of mine um, in the dining hall, and what came out was, oh, are you sick? Because um, she looked like she wasn't feeling well, but it she was totally fine, and so that was actually an inadvertently extremely rude thing to say because I was suggesting that she looked sick. I know that that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for something ruder, but that is what's coming to mind. I understand. I feel like when you make someone feel bad, that's it just doesn't Pretty feel bad. good. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't. Girl, what are five things you love about your husband? Um, I love his sense of humor. I love how he is around our dog because he is just He's so, I don't know, like he makes up little songs and I look at the way he no, treats. No, that is the best. That's I look at the way important. he treats Wendy and I think I know he'll be a good dad. Um, I love how artistic he is. And that's something, so his mom and his stepfather are artists and I, he was a, or he is a writer, but that's sort of what I knew him as when I met him and I don't I just think he never exactly maybe because he grew up with artists gave himself permission to paint and to draw and all of that, even though he could do it. He never really did it. But in the time we've been together, he'll all of a sudden be like, I'm going to make a figurine out of wax or I'm going to sculpt something. I'm going to learn how to do that. And he does it. And it it's amazing. Um, and he makes like, you know, homemade cards like pop-up cards like all sorts That's of stuff so cool. everything yeah it's really neat it's it's crazy to watch because all this stuff comes out of him um and it's all like professional quality and it's all just something that he's like yeah i just looked it up on the internet like he made a hard but that book must be how, how to do he it feels about you oh you know what i mean like, I mean, he was a fan of yours, right? He was, yeah. That's not my third question. But okay. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you you owe me a few more things okay. and I'm going to go back to that was Daniel. three, right? Yes. Um, he he's a good person. He has integrity and I just I I feel like I found someone who has who cares about people. Um, and Lastly, I would say it's hard to just think of five, but um, it's so cheesy, but I feel like he's my soulmate. Oh, I just feel like there no, was I that. Don't think that's cheesy at okay, all. I, I think do. you should feel like that. To yeah. Be honest. I when, don't think it's crazy if you don't, but I think if you do feel like that, that's awesome. Yeah. Like when I met him pretty early on, there was just this kind of sense of. I feel so comfortable with you. 
it's like a, like a recognition of like, oh, we should be together. Right. I think that's great. And I think that also there's, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's people that are like, there's no, you shouldn't feel like that's cheesy. Okay. Like, I feel like I there's the nothing wrong with just cheesy. wanting a soulmate. Like, yeah. I know it's like a weird concept and a lot of people like hate on that, but I just think it's really, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. I feel like I should get to ask you for because you got to give for. Um, what was the best experience you ever had with drugs? Um, the best experience I ever had with drugs <clears throat> was probably the first time I ever did coke. <laughs> I was so, and by the way, I should say, I don't think it's a good thing to do. I don't think drugs are a good thing to do. So caution, et cetera, all of that. And I don't, I don't touch anything anymore. I don't drink anymore. I had too much fun with all that. Um, I grew up so afraid of drugs, but especially cocaine. And I believed that you do it once and then you have you can have a heart attack. Because I had read Me too. Sweet Valley High, number totally. six, where Regina Morrow <laughs> does it once and then dies. I think that was number totally. six. I think I had I had seen like some 2020 segment yeah. that was like these I kid, thought these drugs kids had like, like cocaine laced with something and they died instantly. <laughs> right. I had heard all of that's kind of my issue with Dare and with the all the the safe. Of course, I believe in safe sex, but I just feel like they you sometimes use fear mongering to like keep keep you quote unquote safe, and then when you realize that well the you know that's not necessarily a realistic view of this. Like the things sexually, the things I were, was afraid of, I was afraid of AIDS. I was afraid of, of getting warts in the back of my throat. I was afraid of all these things, which actually, I mean, it's good to be safe, obviously. And it's good to be afraid of those, but like there's there's less scary things that are, you're more likely to deal with that. That would have been enough to scare shit out of me. And then drug wise, the things I was afraid of death. And of course that can happen, but totally, but how about being afraid of just turning into an asshole who won't shut up? Right. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, a complete liar, too. Yes. Cocaine instantly turns you into a liar. Yes. People are really like, does. do you have coke? And it's like, no. I was just, I, <laughs> I just the other day, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about a New Year's Eve where my friend was like, okay, so just so I'm clear, we don't have any coke, right? And I was like, no, we don't. We better find some. It's like, I totally had some <laughs> on totally me. Totally been there, girl. Um, yeah, it's so funny. That just popped in my head the other day. It was a thought that I hadn't thought of much. And like, yo, ugh, ugh, grody. Right. Anyway, though, the reason the first time was good is because I didn't die. And then I think I was I was hooked. So I'm like, oh, it's actually I actually didn't die. And it felt pretty, it was fun. So anyway. I do find coke to be very, like, I have a visceral physical reaction to it. Like, I don't like it when people are telling stories about, like, oh, like, I went out and did coke. Like, No, it makes makes me me feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, it makes my skin crawl. And also it kind of makes, but deep down, I want coke when I hear that. Like, Mm -hmm. deep down, I'm like, I think it's just a condition. kind of fucking good, man. Response. If I didn't know that it, because it's drugs, yeah. that's why. And that's when you're like, oh, man, like that's drugs are bad. Like they right. are like smoke weed every day. But like Coke is a drug, man. It's a hell of a drug. Wait, I just thought of a better drug experience. Can we erase everything yeah. I just said? Erase it from your memory, people. No, my best drug experience was I was having surgery and they gave me Versed before. Mm. Have you had Versed before? No, but it sounds great. Yes. I love pills. It, it It's an injection, actually. It's an oh, IV okay. thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but I felt 
so relaxed and I and I couldn't worry about anything. And I actually was trying to think of the most disturbing things I could just to, it was like, like when you get your, um, when you have a filling or something and they numb right. your face and you're like touching your face afterwards, you can't feel it. I was like mentally doing that. I was thinking of every upsetting thing I could think of and none of them bothered me because I felt so happy and so relaxed. That's amazing. So it was actually, yeah, in a in an operating room that I had my best drug experience. That That's, I think, what heroin is. I think it probably is that like is, that. That's heroin. I think I would probably like heroin. Oh my God, I would love heroin. Like when Jesse got into it on Breaking Bad, I was like... Yeah, I could get into that. But then like I can't I can't. I can't. I would love it, man. You can't. I, please, I could please What don't. did I say yeah, last don't. night? <laughs> oh, last night I said we should get addicted to crack. And oh, then yeah. what did I say? What did what did I say? Crack is cheaper than going to where were we gonna go? Oh, yoga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack, crack is, is cheaper, cheaper than, than yoga. yoga. We were figuring that out last night. We were like on a good one. We went we went walking. We didn't get crack. I thought I but I went home because I thought I was having kidney failure. Um true story. So we have such good questions this week, apparently. This is what I've learned from Christina Lopez, who read me log lines of each one. I'm very excited. She could be a liar, though. She has a whole agenda. <laughs> she does. Um, a right-wing agenda. Christina said to me the other day, she said, I hate women, and I think that abortion should be illegal. And I was like, Christina, that's really dark. Why would you say that? And she was like, just because it's how I fucking feel and I don't want anyone to ask me any questions about it. I just want to leave it at this and I don't want anyone to ever ask me any questions no matter what. Right, so, she's putting it out there. Just and don't ask closed. questions about okay. it. Okay, so. it's going to be hard not to now that I know, but I'll just pretend. If I'd- you deny, I swear to you, Christina, I'll kill you. <laughs> don't fuck this up for me. I'm Rachel Dolezal. I end up dead. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Allison, we're going to answer some questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sorry. I have to harass Christina. It's part of my fun here. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So you were fitting right in. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Hi, Malls. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've actually been a huge fan of you since your early days on YouTube. Um, so anyway, here's my dilemma. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm in college. Um, I have this amazing boyfriend. We've been dating for about eight months like we're really happy together um he's really into me and vice versa but obviously I'm sort of like a 20 year old and you know like like to know they have the upper hand in the relationship um and I feel like I sort of do but lately I've sort of had this problem where I like compulsively want to check his phone to like read his texts and like make sure he's like not texting other girls or he's I even find myself like in his, like, text to his guy friends, like, I have this crazy thing where I feel like he's, like, shitting on me to his guy friends or, like, talking about wanting to break out with me. It's really crazy, I know. Um, and I've done this, like, a few times and, like, confronted him about things I've read. Either when we were first dating, it was, like, him talking to an ex and I confronted him and he got in this huge fight and he was very actually understanding and sort of let me ask the hook, um, and I, like, used my one free pass, a lot of my friends said, and then I did it again, and I found him and his friends talking about, like, doing, like, drugs, like, not really, like, just, like, smoking weed, and I'm kind of against that, and, like, flipped out of him for it, and I don't know, I, like, sort of keep doing it, and he's called me out for it a bunch of times, and now I feel like he's deleting texts and, like, clearing his texts, and... I don't know. I basically need help just trying to stop this behavior because 
I'm sort of, like, self-sabotaging my own relationship, and if it gets to a point where he, like, gets really sick of it, I feel like he's not going to want to sing anymore and think I'm this, like, crazy, insecure psychopath. Um, and I mean, the worst part is, like, I've never even really, I don't have nothing to not, no reason to not trust him. Um, I'm just, like, projecting my own insecurities on our relationship. And I mean, I, like, justify this behavior by saying, like, I know how shitty guys can be, and I've had a lot of friends who have, like, been cheated on guys with, and, like, have just been caught off guard by, like, shit they're doing over, like, texting other girls and stuff, and I tell myself that I'm just, like, being protective of myself. You're being a controlling psychopath, and you have to burn this entire relationship to the ground and start anew. I actually totally agree with you. I think that... Like what my gut is saying is she's bored somehow in the relationship and seeking drama and looking for something to blow up into a problem. Yes. Because if she were happy in the relationship, getting what she needed. Um, and by the way, to me, the fact that she, they've been together eight months and the fact that she casually mentioned that she has the upper hand makes me go, Oh, what's going on that you're still, I mean, well, I understand looking at it that way. She's years old and jaded. True. She's never even had a drink. <laughs> like, she's never, I mean, she has, but not right. a legal one. And I will say, she's against weed, which is like, you know, look, like, you can't be with someone if you're going to project your rules about life onto them. You right. need to like someone for who they are. Like, yeah. you need to let a person chill. And be themselves. Be, if someone can't chill, if someone has to walk on eggshells, you're just making them miserable and you're going to see, like, until eventually they're going to either break or you're going to, like, have ruined them as a person and then are like, ew, I don't want to be with this weirdo. Yeah, the way you're behaving is not loving. No, and I have a general dating rule. Which is that once phone trust is gone, there's no getting it back. The relationship's over. Oh, that's an interesting good rule. Yeah. And I, because re- I really think if you can't trust a person around electronics, which are essentially an extension of our hands, right. that's saying like, oh, I don't, I fundamentally do not trust something you do all day, every day, even if you're not doing it, you just have it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to project negative behaviors onto that. And that's not, that's not okay. Right. So I just really, uh, I I think you got to break up with him. And honestly, and I'm not saying this in like a go get help. Like I'm saying, talk to a therapist, that girl, because not everyone, too. this guy sounds like a nice guy. Right. Or maybe he's not. Who knows? Who knows? But exactly. at the same time, it's, you know, focus on yourself, mm-hmm. figure out what your issues are, what your triggers are, and then you'll be able to get into a healthier relationship where you're not going to be plagued by the need to find some whatever you're looking for right and 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 i do think that her friend saying to her that she got used her one free pass is very telling Mm -hmm. because to me that says they're like bitch that was cray what you did yeah you used your one cray pass that's (laughs) it like that's and that's really what i'm getting from that because actually it wouldn't be if you found something super bad like was he like sexting his ex-girlfriend or was he like Oh hey, like I found a book of yours. Like, do right. you want to come pick up, pick it up? And also, can I have my DVDs back? Mm-hmm. That's not bad, right? No, if she had, she didn't find anything. I don't think she found anything damning, or else I think that what she was saying to 
to you would have been different. She's like constantly looking for something that's not there. Right. But she but will find something to blow up I don't even want to act like it's that sophisticated. Something. Like I don't, I don't even think she's – I don't even think there's a nuancedness to this. Like I just think this bitch is just – Cray? Controlling as fuck. Like I think she's just controlling. I don't think she's like – sabotaging a good thing like I just think she wants to like put her finger on him and not let him move and that's not okay yeah but at the same time she's 20 and I know that I was incredibly insecure at that age and the second that someone started liking me then it was like now there's something that I have to manage and every day it was like does he like me as much as he liked me yesterday and you know know we talked about that it was hell dating was really really bad so I didn't well there weren't there weren't as many phones back then uh, in the old days, but I <laughs> I didn't do that as much. But I did kind of the equivalent of overanalyzing everything involving this guy. Yeah. So I do think it stems from insecurity, but also yeah, and being controlling is actually counterintuitive. It's it's not gonna help keep this relationship going. It's gonna crush it. Yeah, girl. I think you should let him go. I do too. I do. She's not. She's going to date him for like to. six more months and something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. But. They won't be six happy months. Monster Domus over here. But <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. I am the relationship end guesser. <laughs> Are that's you pretty really good? terrible title. <laughs> Are you pretty good at guessing the expiration date of relationships? I'm, I think I'm good at understanding the scenario. Yeah. And knowing that, like, some oh, okay, I've been there before. That has about six months on it. Right. I think I have that. I'm not like, oh, year and a half, top. (laughs) That's not me at the wedding being like, they'll be divorced in six years. (laughs) Like, people, I'm not that, I'm not that girl. But yeah. Do you ever, have you ever been to a wedding and been like, oh, they're going to get divorced? Um, I... Don't think I have actually. Really? Although I know plenty of couples where I'm like, I don't think that's gonna last. But I don't think at the wedding I thought that. I usually I'm, I'm pretty like hope, wedding hopeful, I guess. Are is that just on the day? Like, yeah. have you ever gone? Yeah. So you like the day convinces you that they <laughs> yes. really are gonna be okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Because actually, that's probably what the whole thing is really for. It's just like, hey, I know that like he hit me six months ago and we've been in therapy. So I always go here. I'm so I know you do. Do you know a lot of of men who've hit women? (laughs) Miles is off off mic right now. But I will tell you this, Christina and I were both trying to do impressions of dudes last night. And in both scenarios, the men were sexually assaulting us. They were like threatening. They were very, they weren't sexually assaulting us. They were like very threatening. It's like, oh, you have to make this up to me by giving me a job. That's right. We were talking about like owing some idiot something. <laughs> no, it was uh, because we were talking about couples who go to movies together. And uh, I was doing an impression of what a woman was like. Oh, like super like, basic. So, like, some yeah. basic girl says to her boyfriend, like, I want to see Tranrock and go to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> And he, she, he's like, okay, but you better give me a blowjob on the way there. Like, that's that. It's like both of us had, like, the dude voices turned into, like, weird sexual, Menacing, like, right. And it's just like, why did we go there? Then, like, why did we go there? I mean, here's the thing is that. But but I could totally imagine that conversation happening. I have had I have had men be violent against me in my life. And, but more than that, 
I mean, like, here's the thing. I think if you've gone to college in America, you've been date raped. Like, and that's kind of, I know it's dark, but I really do believe that. Like, I just think it's, it's like HPV at this point. It just happens to a lot of people. And I don't Some think people, people have been invisibly date raped. I, I believe. And I also believe that a lot of people don't realize, like, it took me like seven years to realize that like w- that one time was essentially not my choice. I but actually it- have a one time like that too. It was after college, but I look back on that and I'm like, I did not give, I still feel really weird about it. Like I didn't give consent. I was way, way too drunk. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of came to while we were having sex and I still feel like super, super weird, but I'm not angry at him, but I feel like I should be. And yeah. the whole thing is just a weird thing. And I also feel that, I mean, one thing that I'm very sensitive to is that people who have been victimized in that sort of way tend to become repeat abused victims. Yeah. Uh, And that is like, uh, that I'm very cognizant of that. And it's so weird. I never talk about this, but it's a really weird thing that happened. But I was on Venice Beach with my dog couple years ago and I was I had rented an Airbnb for like four days and um I was walking down the boardwalk and this guy walked up to me and he had my grandfather's eyes he had like my grandfather's exact eyes and he was like can I ask you something and and I was like okay he's like I have something to say to you and he was like I don't want to offend you he's like because what I have to say is like a lot of people be really offended by it. And he's like, but I hope you can ha- like, can you handle it? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'd be interested to know actually, what do you have to say to me? And he was like, um, uh, I can tell you were molested as a child. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, I was. And he was like, I said, how can you tell that? And I was like, Actually, no. I was like, oh, my God. I was speechless. That's what I was like. And then I said, how could you tell that? And he said, because I, I don't – here's the thing. I don't know if I was or not. But it was very – it was it was very alarming. And I immediately was like, oh, my God. It's really weird that this guy with my grandfather's eyes is telling me this. Right. My dog's a notorious asshole. I'm just going to throw this in here. He doesn't like people and he doesn't like people touching me. So – Long story short, I agreed to go sit on the beach with this guy for free, and he just wants to massage my back. <laughs> this story <laughs> is taking a different turn than I expected. He's like, I know you've been molested. Can I, Can I molest you? I know you'll be cool with it. So we go and sit on the beach, and like he completely fixes the knots in my back, and... Wags is calm as fuck the entire time. Was then he it, an old guy or did he just have your grandfather's eyes in a, in his young face? He was about he <laughs> was about 50. Okay. Um but he so but he had like he just was like my same my grandfather's same blue eyes and I was like very I I was very like drawn to him. Um but he was like obviously maybe a little bit autistic or something and he said that his mom was a healer. And so he learned, he spent his whole life studying healing. Um, 
So he gave me a pamphlet at the end of this whole thing. And he said, like, you can come to my place. He's like, but I just want you to know. He's like, you know, you can pay for a session. If you're interested in a session, you can come. He's like, but I just want you to know, like, my massage is very intense. And he's like, um, I can't have you if you're ashamed of your body or if you think you're – he said, if you think you're um, – what did he call it? I mean, basically, he said, if you think your junk is, like, a sin zone because you're Catholic, you can't come. Because he's going to touch your junk? I don't know. <laughs> but maybe? Probably. Maybe. It sounds like maybe there would be some junk touching. Some junk healing. And I wouldn't be allowed to object to it. if no. I. So, you know, the more I, I explore that story in my head, I think that maybe I was <laughs> taking advantage of that day. But he, all I did was massage my back, and he made me feel so much better. What was the Um... It was just like about his healing thing. And I was, I mean, the only thing that really was brutal about it was that there was no online references for him whatsoever. Oh. I mean, mm. he had a website, but there was no, there was not one, like, right. what do they call them? Recommendation? Yeah. Like, like quote some super review? fan? Review. Thank you. I guess that's what I called it. Or recommendation. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, that, Allison. That's so weird. And, and I feel creeped out by that story. I, Are but you? I feel happy that nothing bad happened to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, ulti- I'm not always safe, but I can take care of myself. Okay. I think I could beat the shit out of someone or just give in because I'm fine with dying. Great. <laughs> it's, it's we talk about that a lot here. Mm-hmm. All right. So should we take our next call? Hi, Malt. It's your favorite compulsive caller from Brooklyn, Sarah. First, I just want to thank you for your amazing um, advice on your last pod. I really needed to hear that. My friend that I called out on the last pod, Abigail, who introduced me to your podcast in general, um, had said very similar things, and hearing it from two sources really helped. So I am going to Al-Anon. I bought the Al-Anon Blue Book, and I'm trying to deal with the fact that this is a me issue and not the men, because I keep choosing the men. Um, Last time I left a message for you, I was asking questions about about my most recent ex, who is an alcoholic who lost his job and who I had to leave, and that at this moment is resolved in the sense that we've completely blocked each other on social media and blocked each other on our phones. And I think we, I think we're not blocked on email, so I don't know how to block somebody on email, but he probably blocked me. Suffice it to say, we're that's really done. But now I'm in this like post, you know, relationship life where I'm trying to figure out what's going on with me, Sarah, Sarah time, and besides, you know. I don't know, like going rock climbing and finding my finding myself in Al-Anon. I'm trying to remember what you do. And Mauls, you and always your guests seems like you have an idea with like what to do with your time. When you have time in your life, what is one supposed to do? I mean, I can easily just like watch shitty television because I can do that. And I have a dog, so like we do, you know, we like play and I feed her and I watch her poop or whatever. But at the most basic level, I could really use some help remembering what humans do in their free time. So, Malls, I guess my question for today is, when you're alone and mourning the lost love, 
what do you do with all of the extra time that shows up? If I, you know, if you, like, get fat and then you lose weight and you have extra skin hanging around, what do I do with the extra skin of my life? Thank you, Malls. You continue to be my hero. I love you. Bye. Extra skin of her life. I love that. I think that's the smartest thing ever. That was very, very poetic. It was. It was really smart. I love that for you, Sarah. I think Sarah's a keeper. She's been engaged like three times. Oh, what keeps happening? Uh, the men that she dates are boozers. Oh. Serious big time or depressed, like manic depressed. Some of the best times of my life, looking back, were when I was single and really engaged in working on myself. And I was the only one in control of my mood. And I, like, had my routine and my shit I would do. And I would read self-help books or go to meetings or work out a lot or whatever it was. And I look back and I think I really miss all that just dedicated, like, getting myself on every, like becoming a better person time. And I feel like that's what she's in right now. You can be totally selfish, which yes. like, to be honest, like once my mom always says that to me, she's like, please enjoy your time before you are like a mother and a wife, because once you get married, that goes away. And she doesn't mean like your life's over. It's just like, you cannot be selfish anymore. You can't just be like, well, I guess I'm just going to like pack my schedule with like dressmaking classes because right. I can do me. Um, so, and also I want to point out Al-Anon is different from AA, which a lot of people don't know, I find. A lot of people think Al-Anon is, LA, is AA. Al-Anon is for... Codependents. Codependents. Um, adult children of alcoholics is really what's going on there. So, um, Sarah, I find that this is a very common problem. I don't have any fucking hobbies. For a really long time, my hobby was online shopping, which is just another vice. So <laughs> that was really bad. But Allison, what do you, what are, do you have hobbies? I mean, the, I right now, I'm like, I should read a book. I should get into a book. And so I spend my time texting people being like, that book, is it easy to get into? Because I have no attention span anymore. Right. Honestly, I fritter away so much time just hitting refresh on my computer and looking at Twitter and being like, where did the time go? And feeling like I really should take a shower, but I can't get out of this chair. Um, So I am not the greatest at when I have free time at actually applying it to something that is uh, rewarding. Like I'll waste time. I'm either really busy or I'm just fucking around and just hanging out. I mean, I've talked yeah. before about I recently started working out with a trainer, which is a whole new thing in my life. Um, so that's a new focus. And I'm really liking that. Just like right. the times in my life that I belong to gyms or would go to classes, I really liked that as well. But um, no, I don't. I don't. I'm going to play with my dog a lot. I work a lot. Same, um, same. Yeah, I don't really have hobbies anymore. And by the way, work anymore. does not, I wish it was a hobby. It's not. Like, I consider Please Advise a hobby, but technically I don't, I mean, I don't, we don't, this isn't our job, but it's not a hobby. I mean, we had a summit. It's a responsibility. We're, we had a total summit. We had a conference. We're real. We did. Um. So there was like totally like, easel paper there was a lot going on (laughs) there's like trust exercises yeah totally so 
anyway, we did an obstacle course. Okay, but uh, wait, what was I going to say? Hobbies. They're really hard. Hobbies are really hard to find. Um, wh- you used to knit for a while. I'll tell you this. I did knit for a really long time, and now I can't pick it up to save my life. Why? But I've been knitting on and off my whole life. I just, um, I just am not into it. And I, and I've tried a couple times to get back into it. And, and you know, I whenever I'm going through like a rough patch or like I want to spend some me time, like I always knit. That's always been my thing. Like I knit my way through the worst depression ever once, like the worst breakup ever. Um, but. But it's not doing it for you anymore? Not doing it for me. Um, So I do have to say, though, I have been interested. That wasn't uh, a throwaway in this dressmaking class that is in Atwater Village. I really want to take it. It's at this place called So LA. And um, <laughs> Oh, I love that. You have to go every week, though. It's like it's like taking a cooking class. Like you have to go right. every week. Ooh, I want to do a cooking class. That's a class I would want to take. That was gonna, I was going to say, I am also an amateur cook, meaning – I cook for my friends. She does. She cooks very well. Oh, thank you. I cook very well. No, but I, that's what I like to do. Like, I like to wake up and busy myself with that. Like, I'll go to the store and get all my shit ready and, like, just, like, cook it up one day. Listen to records. I'll maybe l- allow myself to smoke a cigarette in my apartment. I'll just get buck like that. I think that that's what Sarah should do. She should get into cooking. Um, I will say, so I mentioned that my husband is really artistic and crafty. He took me to a craft store, or he said, I'm going to a craft store. Do you want to go? And I was like, okay, in the valley, some big, huge craft store. They had googly eyes in every size uh, you could think of. That's I mean, amazing. tons of stuff. And there were all these coloring books. So I'm like, I'm going to get a coloring book. So I mean, yeah. I, and I, and then I bought these metallic watercolor paints, like that's the kind really that you fun. use as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat there and I painted in my coloring book with. Um, by the way, I'm not suggesting this is creative. I was with, <laughs> well within the lines with these watercolors. Um, and I was thinking I am doing something now where it's not helping my career at all because I feel like you can get into that rut of like everything I do has to be furthering my career. Right. And that's exhausting. Like yes. you cannot. Yeah. And so I'm like, you I am to totally just wasting it felt like I'm just wasting time right now. And yet it was so peaceful. And I thought, oh, this kind of thing where I'm doing something, you know, a a tiny bit physical and I'm just tuning everything out. I need to do more of this. Yeah. I actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I just read a piece online that was like three reasons why all the adults, you know, are coloring again. It's like a thing. (gasps) Oh, I hate when I think I'm unique and I'm a trend piece. Yeah, it is. It's pretty hot. You're pretty. Oh, wow. Pretty on I I got an adult coloring book for my birthday. I still haven't used it yet. But lately I've been like, hmm, that's weird how we're all like, I didn't even know. That's so so weird when it turns. It's like how everyone names their baby the same thing. They're like, I'm going to choose a name that hasn't been around for a long time. Harper. When Jennifer Aniston, when her character, when Rachel named her baby Emma Emma. on Friends, I was so sad because my whole life. That had been yours. I really was going to name my daughter Emma like my whole, because my grandfather was obsessed with Jane Austen. So like that was always going to be like a wink to him. The one who molested you? My grandfather. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was just his eyes. My sweet grandfather. No. Um, The one who knew you were molested. The one who knew for a fact I was molested. Positive. Um, Well, so just to tie it back to Sarah, the other thing, another thing you could do with your free time, which I'm terrible about, is be social and visit with friends, which is a great thing to, to do. In fact, 
malls, how many times have we tried to get coffee and then so many times. we've each rescheduled? Yeah. Three. One of these days, though, we're totally going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really good. But that's another thing you could do. Although I know I go through huge reclusive phases. So I totally get if, if you're not feeling. And like when I do that. that, my hobby is Lifetime movies. And by the way, I do have to say. I know you're like, I could just watch TV, but like, please, girl, like treat yourself to a really yes. amazing series. Like yes. give yourself that gift. If you haven't watched Friday Night Lights, watch Friday Night Lights. If you haven't seen The Jinx, watch that. The it's Jinx is great. Creepy. If you watch Breaking Bad and haven't seen Better Call Saul, that's yes. really good as well. Exactly. I love that show. Um, I want I, I want more. It's going to be so long, right? Don't they still have to film uh, yes. season two? Yes. It's so long. But how do you that. feel about Gilmore Girls? Look, I know you're super into it. No, no, I'm not. I, I mean, I was for a little while because I did the Gilmore Guys podcast and oh. I just had them on my show. And I I was into it for a little while. And then I then they booked me on the show. So I had to like watch up to that to that episode that I was going to be talking about. But I have fallen off so much. I can't get back in. I, I now oh. I'm back to where I was when I lived with my sister in New York, which was I can't stand these chatty bitches. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> my sister was into the show. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, um, I mean, I have a single mom who's young and pretty. Oh, okay. So like, I so always, it. I always thought that, and we would, people would be like, guys, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> like, and it, and it was like, no, actually, it's like really nothing like that. Like, well, they're besties, which I don't think is very healthy. Yeah. They shouldn't be each other's best friend. They should be mom and daughter. There, yeah, it just, there was no reality to that relationship in a way that was like, you know, not comforting or interesting. Um, and so I just always kind of resented it, to be honest, because I felt like it was a really poor depiction of something that I already felt I had a difficult time explaining to people anyway, like the dynamic of it. Um, but yeah. So fuck Gilmore Girls. But I know you were into it for quite a while. I was. I was. In fact, I feel bad that I said this much negative stuff about Gilmore Girls because the show's been good to me, at least in terms of podcast podcast topics there for you and jenna who's on my show loves it um and a lot of my fans love gilmore girls i just i don't know it just doesn't resonate with me maybe i'll get back into it i don't know yeah i i wanted to do buffy for a while because i've never seen it um did you do buffy for a little while when it was originally on yeah but I, i never i never got fully into that one either even true blood did you watch true blood uh no i couldn't Really, it, it. I thought True Blood was really good for a while. Yeah, yeah I watched and, it for until like maybe the fourth season. Yeah, and then it when all of a sudden now there's like sprites of every kind in there, yeah. and there's all sorts of yeah. Sprites Stick with every the, kind. <laughs> there was like there was there was nymphs yeah. and fairies yeah, 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 and there yeah. were all yeah, yeah, everything yeah. supernatural. Like, Fairyland. Yes, I was I, like I lost no. It. And Dexter too, I used to like, but then I um oh yeah, I started Dexter couldn't. and I just wasn't feeling. It's in Miami. It seems so balmy. Yes. But they um, but they film in Long Beach, right? Um, and season I, five was when I stopped watching after the John Lithgow. Yes, season. right when when, yeah. when Colin, Colin Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, that's when I stopped too. We have the same TV quitting habit. <laughs> um, and just recently got into Six Feet Under, but stopped watching that for a while in order to watch. I forget some other series. Oh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh, Delish. Right? Yeah. If you haven't watched Orange Is the New Black, watch that, girl. I really like the show um, I started watching it yesterday. It's called Deadbeat on um, Hulu. Oh, I heard that's it's good. It's about, yeah, the guy's like a medium, but he's like a deadbeat. <laughs> so he's 
but they're dead. So it's dead, you know. So it's, but it's actually cute and funny. It's pretty funny. I was going to be resistant to it. And then I watched a little clip and I was like, hmm, okay. I'm charmed. Um, Hulu was a sponsor of my podcast <gasps> last Delish. year. And in all the reads, I would mention Deadbeat. So, and now here you are watching it. I feel like I know about this show. Really? Because I had to act as if I know about this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's actually pretty cute. Yeah. I mean, but I, I'm also like, I have terrible taste, so I don't know. I mean, Pretty Little Liars is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And I think, uh, you know, there's I've a fandom around I've never even watched it. it. I need to watch it. Oh my God, Allison, good, say goodbye to your life. Like, it is the best show ever. I watch every episode three times to make sure that I thoroughly understand every twist and turn. I need I to get into this. Or if you're like me, you'll quit after the fourth season. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars takes okay, up, I would say, probably eight hours a week for me. Now, because I also spend two hours a week listening to the bros um, watch PLL2 podcast. Um <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. does it fit into the pantheon of like revenge, scandal, gossip girl? Because I, well, I was I into revenge. I loved revenge. <laughs> I loved revenge. That one, I, I, I could make it through like a I season stopped two. After season two. Okay. <laughs> no, a lot of people We're did. We're still the same. But then um, it got good again. It did. It, did? it, it got good again. It, yeah. I felt like everything was so convenient. Like, oh, look, that happens to be stuffed in this box. This thing. And I have no problem with that. Okay. I have no problem with that. The girl, I mean, Christina pointed out that for the security freak that she was, she always left her house door open. Yeah. Always. It's any, true. Any fool could walk in there with the box just hidden in the People were just board. like always randomly walking in when she was like looking at that yes. box. And it was just like, lock your doors. What's and wrong with like, you? And she'd like put it away like all crazy. And it's like, are you? And how big is that you box? You have a box There's of so much stuff in there. very incriminating secrets. Like, do you think maybe you want to hide that a little better? Right. Girl, right. I'm just saying. But yeah, no. Her dad wound up being alive, which I found to be very upsetting. He did? That motherfucker was alive. Um, what? I knew it the whole time. I was like, if I don't see a dead body on camera, I don't trust that they're dead. That's like PLL. There, you know, no one's dead in Rosewood unless you see a body. Maybe I need to watch PLL. Wait, you made it through two seasons, Christina? Uh, PLL, four. like four. Four. Okay, that's pretty And good. here's the thing. There's only six. And there's... um, this I was really into it for the four seasons, but then I just tapered off just because like... Well, they I, really cock tease you. They run you around It was town. that. And also, like, just I just had too many shows that I was watching at once, and I fell right. so far behind. So it wasn't a quit. It was just, like, I fell behind. A soft quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you with damages? Because I just watched the Never first two episodes. It. Really? It's it's pretty good. I stopped watching it after the second season. Okay, that's about as far as I'll get to then. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are twins. I love We're that. We're TV twins. Yeah. Christina's a good person to be like. And so is Allison. I'm really excited about this. I hope you guys get married. Um, <laughs> we can do that now. I know. Christina's completely going to stop. I mean, she's probably going to like be working for Allison by the end of the week. She's a complete <laughs> traitor. I mean, really. Um, I feel you are. I, um, but my point is, is that, Sarah, you see, we just got very caught up in that. And that's because TV is emotional for us. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's like friends that live in your television. Oh, watch absolutely. Friends. That's another good one. Friends, absolutely. <laughs> so we have less of a letter this week and more of a journey. Um, this first letter came in at 7 p.m. Allison, feel free to bring in your thoughts. It was on a Thursday night, 7 p.m. Think about where you are most Thursdays at 7 p.m. Hi, Malls. This is Stephanie from Chicago. Okay, so it was nine for her. I called you last month about being 
creative on weed. I did something so dumb. I decided to turn my animosity toward my roommate into what I was hoping would be an endearing dedication on Facebook since we're moving apart soon, but instead resulted in her being highly offended at me and I immediately felt shame for it. I already feel uncomfortable. I know. Am I that out of touch with reality that I don't even recognize that I'm being an asshole? Possibly. That is so terrifying to think about. My real question is how do I quit weed? (laughs) (laughs) This is what I posted on Facebook, SMH. (laughs) Oh, wow. You're going to die. Okay. Because I actually only read this first one and then saw what came after. and, And it was just like, Christina... This is banana cakes. Okay. It's it's been incredibly overwhel- uh, it's been incredibly overwhelming living with someone different from me as Kay, and I'm coming out of it with a better sense of what kind of person I am, a much cooler one. We're far apart on a lot of spectrums and we're incompatible consumers of alcohol. Sometimes I feel really good about my life when environments change and mine's about to get a little lonelier. There's a sorority girl urge, best way I can describe it, unfortunately, me, unfortunately, and me that only that is only satiated when watching The Bachelorette together. Caitlin is truly a ride or die, and she would adopt alcohol from you as if it were her own. You guys, this is crazier than I thought, so I'm just going to read this as is, and there's words missing, and I don't fully understand what she's saying, but here we continue. This is her Facebook update that she posted. Because of her, I know sister wives and preacher daughters are shows to be aware of and they're on my radar. I am therefore more useful in a social setting. Thanks for making me a better person, Caitlin, and I can't wait um, until I'm in total solitude again. And then she wrote a bunch of uh, emojis and then really in my feelings. What is so offensive about that, though? Because her roommate was really offended, right? I, yeah, I mean, I could see where where she's the nagging would be. her. Yeah. She's saying like she's basically nagging the her, drinking stuff. She's saying like we're really different, right? And like she only the only time she enjoys her is when they're watching The Bachelorette together. Yeah, and then, her and then she's looking forward to her solitude again. Yeah, and her room and her roommates also named Caitlin. So for a while, I thought she was talking about The Bachelorette. I don't know. So after she said the emojis and really my feelings, she wrote, I meant she changed me, but it was immediately received as a blast. I feel like I'm such a stupid jerk, Malls. Please advise. 702, this comes in. The cottage cheese thing was a dig on me, BTW. I would eat that shit all the time, and she thought I was being nasty. 7.05 p.m. And right before I posted that status, I posted a YouTube of... um of Miguel's song the pussy is mine to her facebook page and she thought that was cute 707 i'm having a really rough week because i'm because on like tuesday i told this guy i work with that he was giving me donald trump vibes and i had to overcompensate by lying and saying he was actually giving me ryan gosling vibes too <laughs> Seven thirteen. i'm just horrified that i couldn't tell that i was being an asshole Well, girl, it sounds like you think you're funnier than you are. (laughs) Right? Yes. Well, I mean, to be fair, and to be fair, sorry, I keep playing with the headphones. Um, I, my reaction was like, wait, what's so awful about what she said? So I don't think it's, I don't think she's being like a capital A asshole. She's just being like a subtle dick. 
Right. And I think the other factor, too, is that her this obviously was lost on her roommate probably because of who of her who her roommate is. Right. And like, I think she was pandering to the wrong audience with that. Well, it also it sounds like there might be some hostility from the one who wrote this to the other one. And yeah. And that that is actually okay. Once you get a handle on that, when you figure out that you actually have some aggression towards someone or that you're mad about something, once you become aware of your anger, then you will be less of a surprise asshole. Because what's happening is I think she's not aware of her feelings. She's not owning her feelings. So she's like, hee hee, tee hee, I'm saying something shitty, but it's couched as a joke. But the right. person, the other person is feeling the intent of it, which was not, it wasn't really a celebration of the 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 end of their roommate ship it was like right. more like a roast look if you're gonna be a coward and not confront her about the way that you feel meaning like have a adult conversation with her about it and hopefully come out of it feeling a different way or having a better understanding of it i think that uh you really should uh just shut your fucking mouth and be a coward like passive aggression is so not cute and i don't even know yeah. Part of me felt like she didn't know she was being passive aggressive because she thought what she was saying was like gold. Like I think she thought she was like mm-hmm. spinning gold over there. Right. And so that's always my question with with passive aggressiveness. Is it that the person is truly unaware what they're doing? And sometimes that is the case. I think that some people are super unaware. Yeah that that's that behavior at all. I think a lot of people are very like clueless about that behavior. Um, but no, I, I, more often than not, I think that someone knows that they're being petty, right. But feel entitled to it. They feel like they're concealing it somehow concealing it but also like if they figure it out that's like if like right. they almost didn't want like, to be yeah. yeah like i hope you know like yeah. i hope you see this and it makes you feel bad right. and like that's like that's okay to feel that way but like it's just ultimately and just makes you look childish yeah so the thing about the adopting alcohol was she saying that the, her roommate stole her alcohol was that what that basically it was like was? she was okay. trying to be cute about like Caitlin will adopt, adopt your, your alcohol. alcohol and make it her own. Right? Why are we giving this like <laughs> fuck? It, this is like literally like trying to decipher the um, what is it? Yeah, she Deposition of a homeless person. That's what I would say. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. This is the. I mean, there was a. Uh, it was very sad. There was a very mentally a homeless person who had uh, access to email that used to email the Gawker tip box every day and we couldn't figure out, obviously figure out who he is or respond to that sort of stuff but he would write for hours and hours a day like huge where, theories about where was he getting access to a computer probably a, a internet library. cafe yeah. or a library yeah internet cafe <laughs> crazy um but yeah so i think that's kind of what she did here it's a little bit of a crack diary a so she wants to know how to diary. quit weed just fucking stop. Or go to AA. Really? For mm-hmm. weed? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, for any addiction. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I quit weed for a year and a half once, and that was fine. Like, it actually was not that bad. I just stopped doing it. Yeah. I stopped buying it. I saved so much money. I was – like, once you get over the first, like, week of any sort of quitting thing – It becomes easier. yeah. Because it's – and you realize, oh, my body feels really fucking good. 
that cloud is lifted. And you're proud of yourself because totally. you're sticking to something. Totally. Become obsessive about it. Take a uh, Bikram yoga. You can't go to Bikram stone. Learn that the hard way. So this is kind of awkward because I ripped this segment directly from your podcast. I wondered if that was the case. I said on the first podcast that I ripped this from you. Totally okay. The first time I did it, I said, I'm ripping Allison Rosen's whole thing. she has an amazing podcast. You guys have to listen to it. I totally sucked your dick for like five minutes. I need to go back and find that. Is it episode one? No, I just started doing this like three weeks ago. Oh, well, which like, episode is the epic dick sucking? Because I need to hear that. Uh, epic <laughs> I'll dick look back sucking. in the archives. Oh, and thank get you back very to much. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, I think it was maybe three episodes ago. Okay. So don't worry. Well, You're, I like, feel weird about the fact that I do this segment too. So hopefully you can feel weird just like I do. Do you want to know why? Because I just totally figured it out. I need to. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's embarrassing. No, I, I know. I just need to. Yeah, you, sometimes you have to toot your own horn. And also, people are wild, you know? All right. Anyway. So. Are, are you actually reading iTunes comments? Yeah. Yeah. Five stars, bitch. That's right. That's the best number. It's yeah, this the is, best this number. This is my segment on the Oh, yeah. No, the bar is raised. You have so many songs. No, I know. I, don't, I have zero songs. 100% zero songs. Okay, so this is by Clems McGee. I've been a longtime fan of Molly's love her journey, what she's about, and how she keeps it real. She's really inspiring. Also, I love the whole please advise Howard Stern posse. The whole crew keeps it real and awesome. This podcast is hilarious, relevant, and genuine. I laugh out loud at some point during every episode, and I greedily wait for each new episode. I love the range of guests and the random moments. Gross sodas, cupcakes, etc. are so fun. I've uh, recommended this. To, I'm sorry. I'm getting bored. Sorry. I've recommended this to many friends and they've all gotten hooked as well. Miles and co offer great blunt advice. Plus, who doesn't love listening to other people's drama and uh, opinions? Each episode leaves me feeling happy and empowered. Sorry, guys. I'm old. I can't read this iPhone. <laughs> iTunes fun. <laughs> happy and empowered. If you're a young woman trying to slog through LA, she's a great role model. Also has impeccable taste in seltzer, rosé, and her travel etiquette is on point. Hashtag WWMD. Yes, that review was helpful. Thank you, Clems McGee. I should like totally call the podcast 323-450-7408 and subscribe to us on iTunes and give five stars and just like come over here and um, blow me because I can't be the one doing all the dick sucking. All right, let's go back to the calls. Do you ever have this thought, which I have, which is, God, it would be funny and fun to read the super negative reviews, except I can't bring myself to give them attention. Right. I don't want to reward. I thought you were like, except I can't find any. Oh, no. No, I I can find them. But I just, in in general, feel like I don't want to encourage people being dicks. But there is that temptation to do it. Right. Well, okay. Let me clarify something. I um, have a very dwarfed listenership compared to you but our itunes section only has three negative comments and one of them is that i sound like a retard or something and then the other one is uh 
oh, like, love the podcast. Malls and her crew are so great. I hope Christina never talks again, though. I hate her. Wow, you have a hater. <laughs> the guy hates Christina for some reason. Hates her. And I have to say, the first time I read that, I laughed so hard alone <laughs> in my apartment because it came so out of left field. And it was so like, who could have a problem with Christina? She's Everyone so has nice. a problem with someone. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's almost like that's like the Jeff at, of your podcast. Where yeah. He's, I mean, where it's like he's so nice and like, you know, only chimes in when necessary. I mean, I kind of understood where it came from because I've evolved a lot on Mike as I've done the podcast more and more because I used to be very like so self-conscious about what I was saying and what I was putting out into the world and how my voice sounded. And, you know, so I was just giving I was getting really generic. And so I was like, OK, I'm not going to talk as much unless I have something to bring to the table. And I also like let go of a lot of that um, self-consciousness and get more comfortable now. So hopefully he likes me again. But he probably doesn't. Though. Girl, yeah. what was your other comment? Wasn't there another hater comment about you? No, that was the only one. Oh, what was the other comment? It was you. Another one about me? Yeah. What did it say? It was just like, I don't know who this this girl is. Like, oh my God, why are you so That's obsessed with me? That's the one who hates me? my voice. No, there was a guy who also didn't like your voice. Then. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Oh, well, haters want to hate. And um, for the yeah. most part, you guys are Mal really sounds sheep. like an extra from the beginning. <laughs> That's it? Well, there's more. Yeah, read the whole thing. Oh, now we're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> Maul sounds like an ex, uh, like a cast extra from the movie Clueless. Everything she says has an upward inflection of someone who is asking a question. In addition to the irritating voice, her observations and advice are uninspired, and the show's just not very funny. Wouldn't recommend to anyone over the age of sixteen. That's it. Well, thanks, Which, Cox by Sucker. the way, goes Teens back to the kind demo. of like, yeah. I love that. Please recommend us to everyone you know under 16 because I would love to take advantage of that demo for sure. The thing that bothers me about that comment, and it's something that's been circulating a lot online right now, is just like people need to stop think, or specifically older people need to stop complaining about how women, young women now talk. And it's including that like sort yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, the no, vocal it's, cry. it's really yes. is. I feel it's a really, honestly, a, a really great like it feels. Who? And Friedman wrote a really great piece on it for the um, New York Magazine. Right, about policing like, women's voices, yeah, right? But yeah. you hate women, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Christina, you're such a fucking bully and such a cunt. And, like, I can't even tell you what gesture she's doing right now. It's just very, it's really hurtful to me. Um, I'm trying to find my Hey Go Fuck Yourself ringtone because that it would be after a comment like that that we would yes. play it. But I can't find it. Allison has somewhere. all sorts of jingles and fun things. Do you get um? Are, is that is that split for people? The the feelings about your jingles? Um, I don't. It's polar. Some they're polarizing. Are, I suppose that, yes. there are people who are like who are not into the music, but I feel like they can um they go, can hey go fuck like, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Totally go. Fuck I'm themselves. I'm gonna find this. It's gonna take it's a second. Very oh, addicting. I'm pretty sure that guy doesn't have a podcast. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even have a podcast. You don't even have your own podcast. You all right, you guys. Um, let's go do the next call, but Allison, please, will you bring... Oh, here, let me do it okay. again. Hey, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's her ringtone. I love that. That's my ringtone. How did that start? How did that um, whole start? Sorry. The jingles or that specific one? That specific one. This, that actually, um, when I was on the Corolla show, uh, that was the first time that I really had it was like a I mean I had listener or I had um you know I had fans I had a following before that because I had done a lot of tv stuff and I you know I had a web series and I had been on the internet for a while and but 
the Corolla thing, it was like this huge platform of super engaged people. Right. So there was a lot of really positive stuff, but for the first time there was a lot of really negative stuff too. Right. Um, and it, at the be- you know, I got used to it, but at the beginning it was really kind of grinding me down and it was yeah. different kinds of insults than I'd ever gotten before. Like a lot of stuff about my age and, and being single and being unmarried. And I'd never before, and that actually didn't bother me, but that was just weird because I never comments like that. Anytime those those kill me. That's the shit that like really hurts me. It was really weird to be called a spinster. Yeah. Like I never before I've was, gotten that exact word. Isn't that weird? It's really mean. It's I'd really mean. Never before even thought about the fact that I wasn't married yet. Because the guy's like a bachelor. Like right. he's like, oh, he's a total bachelor. Yeah, That's like so there's cruel. something wrong with you. It, with your value as a human being if you aren't married. It almost makes me, like, wish I wasn't married now so I could be like, fuck all of you. I, uh, apparently this woman said something very hateful, but I heard someone say, like, the whole reason why she must be upset about it is because she's barren. And I was like, that is, like, not even as a joke. Like, this person factually knew that this woman was barren. Right. That's so below the belt. And people it's are so like, shitty. Dude. Oh, but I mean, like, that's like people who call women dykes if they say something. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. Well, so anyway, I was complaining to Daniel when, when we, this is my husband, when we were dating before. Um, and he's like, why don't you do a segment called Hey, Go Fuck Yourself? And I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. And I would I would read stuff that had bothered me or I would talk about something that had bothered me and then we'd play, hey, go fuck yourself. But then it sort of petered out because I just got tired of giving any attention to trolls. I also just wonder if people manufactured like horrible things to say in order to, just to that get That was – my fear was that might happen. So um, I just sort of lost interest in doing that particular segment, even though occasionally we will still do it. But we still play the – it's still a ringtone, and we still play that ringtone on the show. I love that. I really do. It's important. I think also people like to hear haters. They do. It's it's very entertaining. Mean tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Want to do our next? Yeah. Hey, it's Tall Jeff from Huntington Beach. I'm 26 years old, and I can't stop having great sex with my girlfriend. Sometimes she sexes me at work and dares me to jerk off during my shift. What's the fun there? I can ask her while she's at work. Really, honestly, no. And I and I have to say I do love this, but most sex questions make me very. I've, as you learn, bathroom talk makes me very uncomfortable. Right. As you learned on your show, and yeah. also sex talk makes me very uncomfortable. So I always play them whenever we do. These. Yeah, whenever. <laughs> you uh, seem so libertine. And no, yet, I, no. I am, but I'm not. Like when it comes down, I can. Like she can talk about her own, but she doesn't want to know that anyone else on earth is having. But sex. I also don't. I can, but like maybe once every six months when something problematic or or so, just when something happens, it's like okay, this is, is a headline. <laughs> this is a headline. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, tall Jeff, um, from Huntington. First of all, I like that your job has shifts. I just point that out. <laughs> she wants him to jerk off on his shift. Right. 26 has a shift. Just Do we even know what his job is? No, I bet he works How at Sharky's. <laughs> right. Oh, that's in Hermosa. But there's probably one in Huntington Beach as sure. well. Sure. Yeah. But the one in Hermosa is like where it pops off. And right. I feel like tall Jeff, I mean, he gets it in like crazy. I'm sure he drinks and parties like crazy as well. Do you get that vibe from Tall Jeff? Um, I actually did not get that vibe, but 
now that you mention it, I don't not get that. Well, I mean, I didn't get it, but now I could not. I, I can now sign all off on get. that's all I hear when I no I figured he has like a sort of like a warehouse job or factory job like that kind of shift okay and she's like go behind those brown boxes and, and then jerk, jerk off. off into the cereal yeah, yeah. into the Amazon Prime yeah package. exactly <laughs> he totally works for Amazon 100% is there I know there's a shipping center in Santa Monica that would be an easy commute for him he's probably right, just masturbating at Amazon that's exactly right Amazon Prime um, wait, that's not the only thing that comes fast at Amazon. <laughs> Is that my junk? <laughs> no, um, what? um, from Amazon, how would I word that? Anyway, um, what I think you should do is what I said to Christina earlier when she um, read me the log line for this question. What did I say, Christina? I want to say it. I said you should eat her pussy in space, like outer space. There's a dare. Like go into outer space yeah, and eat her <laughs> pussy. <laughs> free, free floating. Right. Wow. <laughs> it's happening. You can do a Virgin Galactic flight and maybe have that join the million mile high club or something. <laughs> Can you really do that now? You can just well, go you to can space? sign. No, you can oh. sign up for Soon. when it's it's super expensive. How much? Like Lance Bass money expensive. I don't actually know. <laughs> He's doing it. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. And Justin Bieber's doing it too. Probably. Yeah. Lady Gaga is supposed to give the first concert in space. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I had to write that story like a year ago when it happened. They're probably two. really regretting booking Lady Gaga for space. They're probably really like when they did it two years ago. They yeah. were like, "Oh, this is gonna be chic. Who wants to go to space to see Lady Gaga? Not me. I'll tell you that." What do you think, Allison? What's a fun sexual dare for them? Well, why not just dare her to masturbate on between her shifts or during her shift, or take some uh, raunchy photos? You should um, you should say <laughs> to um go to the sex store and to get a strap on. And yes. to be ready to yes. peg you when you get home. That's what I oh, think. Oh, that's good. Sure. Explore yeah. that. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. If I don't know that tall Jeff's going to go for it. I feel like tall Jeff. Start small. Start with some anal G-G-G. plugs. Yeah, totally. Butt plugs. What's GGG? Good giving in game. Oh. It's Dan Savage. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Good giving in game. Um, I am. Are you GGG? I want to be, but I know I'm maybe I don't not. know if I am. It's, it's, yeah. fi- it's completely fine to be aspirationally GGG. Yeah, that's what I, I am. That's what I feel I am yeah. as well. Because I don't think in practice a lot of our, us are GGG. Sometimes you guys, Let's you got to draw a line. If a guy was like, will you piss on me? Right. I would say no, I would. And, I, and I'm actually, maybe if I really loved him, I would piss on him. Maybe. I feel like I could do it, but I'd be like, where's this coming from? Like, why do you want this? I'd be more concerned about the cleanup. Like, do we have a tarp to oh, lay right, down for right. this? Like, or, come, or could we do it in the shower? We do it in the shower. Yeah. yeah. You don't know that? No. <laughs> oh, I know people that love getting peed on. Not in my, not, not because <laughs> I've done it, but I've heard stories. Lots of stories. Um, uh, a lot of women like being peed on. 
Really? That's the trend I've noticed. Yeah, humiliation. Okay. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, okay, well, cool. Oh, maybe our question of the week should be like, what's your uh what's the strangest porn you've ever Googled? I think we might have asked that before, but <laughs> well, please write in again with what's the strangest because that's something I can't get enough of. People are really freaky. I don't even realize, I think, how freaky some people are. Does it shock you when you find out that someone you know is like a swinger? Yes. Have you found that out about many people in your life? I found it. I can I can count them off on one hand, but it shocked me about all of them. Yeah. One couple who are not together anymore, by oh. the way, I found out that they were swingers from someone else, and that was sort of shocking, but I could sort of see it. And then someone else... Uh, he himself told me that he and his wife would go to sex parties. And I was like, I never saw that coming. Sex parties. And swing and stuff. Yeah. This is in New York. That's awesome. I mean, for them. I really think that's interesting that they can pull that off. So that's pretty much it. Yep. Are you going to do, do you fear that? Yeah. Okay. So we're turning on Periscope and we're going to play a quick game of do you fear that? So the answers are yes or no. Okay. Or whatever you want. Okay. All right. I'm ready. One. Deep space. No. Fire. Yes. Food in countries you've never been to. Yes. The dark. Yes. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. No. Although if I, I wouldn't want to see it, but I just don't walk around with that in my head as something I'm afraid of. But think about if you saw it, would you be fearful? Um, I'd be uncomfortable. Totally. Right? Yeah. Where was the last time you saw a naked adult besides your husband? Um, I got a gift certificate to a spa, and there's a lot of naked nakedness happening there. Burke Williams, yes, the that's one the in Pasadena. One. No, uh, well, I, I could go to anyone, so I went to the one in West Hollywood. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you next time you get a Burke Williams gift certificate, go to the one in Pasadena. That was a tip I got from someone, and I took it, and it was the bomb. But what's crazy is on a Friday. At the Burke Williams in Pasadena, there's so many wifeys just chilling with their big fake tits in the hot tub. It's amazing. Uh, Can clowns? I ask a spa question? Sure. Yes, yeah, super afraid of clowns. Me too. I have bozophobia. I think it's actually called cholerophobia. That's the really? real name. Here's my question. Okay. Because I didn't go in either of the hot tubs because I'm like, are you supposed to wear a bikini bottoms in there or no? Okay, so what's interesting is that at the West Hollywood one, they have a sign specifically saying that you're supposed to wear a bathing suit going in, which might be, be like a ta- like a city rule, like right. just oh, for okay. West Hollywood, because city of West Hollywood people were topless in there, right? Yeah, no, um, you're not supposed to at least wear bottoms, I think. But at Pasadena, like full blown spread eagle. But West Hollywood also has weird laws. Like, did you know that massage places in West Hollywood have to technically um, register under adult entertainment? No, I did not know that. And so a lot of massage places that randomly offer facials just do it so that they don't have to register under that adult entertainment license. It's really expensive. Um, I learned that. Uh, Sleeping alone? No. Getting caught in the car? uh, Getting caught talking to yourself in the car? No. Little person porn? (laughs) Yes, because I accidentally saw a smidge of Vern Troyer's sex tape and it scarred me. Oh my God. I actually know the girl he had sex with. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like, not well, but I I emailed with her. Wow. Yeah. And I, like, really, like, that's sat with me before that, like, what that must be like to be the girl that's famous because you had sex with Vern Troyer. Right. But you didn't ask her about it. 
No, not directly. I think I was very, I think I, I was like a big old sweetheart. Yeah, to her, I was real nice. Uh, Germs. No. Saying a new word out loud for the first time. No. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. No. First dates. No. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. Um, no. Watching mold grow on nature shows. No. What you'll see when you look in the mirror. Sometimes, yes. Lena Dunham's success. No. Someone asked this week, they said we should make it uh, Taylor Swift's success. What do you think about Taylor Swift? Her, I'm, I'm okay with her. I am too. Yeah. But I don't love her like a lot of people I know. I don't only either. Only because I don't know a lot of her music. I don't. I, I, I'm, this, I'm very similar. Speaking of, I think Lena Dunham loves Taylor Swift. They're best friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're best friends. Um, Wait, are you afraid of <laughs> Lena Dunham's success? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. No, I think she's awesome. Me too. Uh, dancing in public? Yes. Singing in public? Yes. Missing out on events or parties? Yes. Having to go to events or parties? Yes. That you're a fraud? Yes. It's such a chick thing, but occasionally I got to yeah. admit to it. Mm-hmm. The no I know, I've ever- mentioned on my show before the whole fraud thing. That, yeah, and yeah, it's always it's the huge. women who are like, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid? No, but now I will be afraid of that. <laughs> Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them yes. and never being corrected. Yes. I know. Yes. I know. Yes. Yeah, I feel like you have to meet a lot of people and also you have to keep their name in mind and say it well. Right. Even socially, I mean, that must suck. I have the thing where I'll see someone that I know and all of a sudden in this in the second I'll forget their name because I put too much pressure right. on myself to yeah. recall it. So. That's really that's tough. Uh, spending a week in Times Square. I wouldn't want to do it. So, yeah. Contracting an STD. Well, not anymore, but that was a fear I had. Mm-hmm. Do you say an STD or a STD? I say an. What do you yeah, say? An. Okay. Um, it's whenever there's like a vowel sound. Right. Okay, yeah. Cool. Chill. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. If there could be bubble gum or cinnamon or just all sorts of nasty flavors in there, yes. If otherwise, I would no. I would always look at it. I would you don't always like bubble look. gum. No, hell no. Will you do Get buttered out popcorn? Yes, I Will you eat bubble gum flavored bubble gum? No, you just don't like. That I don't flavor. like that flavor. Does it remind yeah. you of being a kid? I just don't like it. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it reminds me of being a kid, but I just don't like bubblegum ice cream. Get the fuck out of here. Oh yeah, I I yeah. loved that shit when really? I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, but we were only allowed to eat like real ice cream so it would be like like gourmet bubblegum ice cream i don't know it's <laughs> weird anyway i'm glad i'm not a kid anymore going through tsi um it does make me anxious yeah needles yes what's in tap water no spending a month or more with your family and only your family yes sunday nights no that you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you? Yes, sometimes I do have that fear. Commitment? No. Becoming homeless? No. Change? Yes. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? No. I see, I totally see that you would not have a problem with that at all. Like, I just don't see you in an environment where you're with a male stripper and (laughs) you're, like, really, like, attracted to him emotionally. Yeah. Which is my hurdle with it. I just can't imagine 
how you, how that would come to be. I've never been to a strip club, male or female. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's weird. No, it's not that weird. It's not that weird, actually. I think if most people were being honest, they would say they haven't. You've never even been to Jumbo's, though? I haven't. Jumbo's Clown Room? Yeah. Nope. Fear Clowns. And I guess your titty bar days are over. Yeah. Right? There's no way that that... Okay, cool. Well... I mean, don't don't forget you can always do that sort of thing. Right. Diet Coke in your hand. (laughs) Vomiting. Um, I mean, I've I've done a lot of vomiting in my day. And if it's vomiting from being drunk, I don't mind it. If it's being so sick that I'm puking, I hate that. Hate that? Yeah, I hate that. That's the worst kind of being sick. That's really real. I know. I hate it. So much rather have awful diarrhea. It's been so long since that's happened to me. Maybe a few years at least where I've puked from being sick. I feel like as a kid it happened all the time. All the time. I think kids just throw up a lot. Yeah. Your body can't handle it. You're tiny. Mm -hmm. Um, Bugs? Yes. Being fisted? Yes. Unusually good looking people? No. The dentist? No. Death? Yes. Knowing what your hot dog's actually made of? I, I, yeah. I don't want to know. Crying in public? No. Being with a girl who's crying in public? No. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit? It doesn't go through my head all the time, but that is some, yeah, sure, I'm afraid of that. Heights? Yes. The idea that your worst enemy might be correct and you are, in fact, terrible. Yes. Birds? No. Well, that's do you fear that? You're not a very fearful person. It's weird. I would think I am. I know, right? It's yeah. Kind of when you really think of, when you when really you... think about, okay, if I was confronted with that situation, how would I survive? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I've realized that before. I'm more of a depressive person than an anxious person. That's good. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, if, I feel if, it's the lesser of two evils. To be honest, really, I guess so. I mean, I, I guess feel like if you're depressed, it means you figured out at least that. As opposed to, like, no one can deal with anxiety. Depression at least can start to feel comfortable. Yeah, you're right. Depression feels can feel more mental, whereas anxiety just feels like a physical response. Totally. Um, Was our P-scope active? Yeah, how did it go? We had about 38 people watching. Damn. (laughs) I just screamed that, you guys. 38. Well, you'll get them on the replay. How were the comments, though? Anything shitty? Someone was wondering if you were fearful of the polka dots behind you. Oh. oh, I didn't even notice them. I'm not afraid of them. They're pretty cute, right? I like them a lot. Christina made them with her old roommate who was an interior decorator, which, by the way, is the smartest roommate choice that ever. That really is good Good work there. She's my good friend. So. Well, yeah. No, I know, but it's she also is. a really We're smart. It's also a really smart choice. Um, I am smart sometimes. Yeah, you smart. Um, you guys, send us your updates. Call us at 323-450-7408. Call in with your problems, your issues, whatever. Also, just call in and say hi. I like some of these random messages I get. Very tall Jeff-esque stuff is what I'm seeking in the future, FYI. You should email us, askpeaceadvice at gmail.com. You can send us voice notes there too. Christina loves that because the sound quality really gets her off. Um, You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes where you can rate us five stars and we might read your comment on the show. Also, um, thanks to... Someone whose name B wrote down on a piece of paper, um, Denise Couture. Um, she wrote in a fun comment to us that we really liked. So yeah, sweet. Thanks, girl. Killing it. Um, oh, she. It was about you breastfeeding plants. Yeah. So our audience is really into that. 
You guys, I'm losing steam. Guys, I'm losing steam. Allison, do you have any free advice? Um, My free advice is don't worry about stuff so much, even though it's hard for me to take that advice. But at the end of the day, none of that stuff matters. And also listen to my podcast. That's my advice. Allison Rosen is your new best friend on iTunes and AllisonRosen.com. And follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And also um – yeah, know that most of the advice shared here is not advice that I or any of my guests really follow. Right. No, we we know what we should do, but who does that? Really? We're talking out of our ass, babes. Yeah. This is Allison, a comedy podcast. Don't sue us. <laughs> I have been um, – you're such a pro, and I've been so um, – well, first of all, I'm stoned, and that doesn't really help anything. So I guess our first caller – what's her name? The um, girl with the erotic emails – Stephanie, yeah, I'm kind of a Stephanie today. So thanks for being here. And thank you for remembering to plug your stuff, obviously. Oh, no problem. And uh, for for uh, taking care of business, girl, and for being awesome and for accepting me into your life despite the fact that I totally creeped on you. No, thank you for creeping on me. And um, yeah, for having it's, me. it's cool when you're like a fan of someone and then you get to meet them. It's pretty yeah. chill. And I think we're going to hang out in real life real We're soon. totally gonna do it. All we right. going to do it. Maybe the House it. of Intuition? The House of Intuition. We can, yeah. I don't, even, I don't know where that is, but well, okay. I'll take you. I'm pulling, pulling the crystal out of my out of bra, bra just to show. Yes, thank you. All right, bye, you guys. <laughs>